Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hey, the good news is we've got two uh, women, authors and speakers, Christians, and uh, uh, well-known in the female Christian world, because Donna Hetzler has a women's conference coming up. The date is, Donna? November 5th at the Sheridan Denver Tech Center Hotel. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Yes. I'm not overwhelmed, are you? No. I have no idea what you're talking about. She's a new regular (laughs) because Michelle Ron's in Florida relaxing for a while. I'm excited, Donna, and her reputation precedes her. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I heard about Donna a lot before I actually met Donna. Oh, dear. Robbie Yopes, author and speaker, and you're Hello. talking about knowing about her Jericho Girls group, correct? Yes. Well, I just found out because we were talking a little bit about the show. What a great group. What a great name for a group of girls. And yes. explain what it is. Yes. Well, we started getting together um, four years ago, and we became known as the Jericho Girls because we're bringing down those walls of Jericho that surround our heart. So we're conquering fears, and we're breaking down walls, and we're Fabulous. connecting as women. She loves to connect with women. I think that's really cool. That was my heartbeat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I sense neat. that. All right. So we're going to talk about um, from your book, uh, The Walls of Isolation We Put um, uh, you know, Around Us, and yes. tell everyone your new book. Walls of a Warrior, Conquering the Fears of Our Hearts. Oh, you have a new book. What was your first book? Well, this is the first book. But yeah. 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 Well, I did okay. a second edition last year, so okay. it's, it's right. new. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. yeah. All right. So let's talk about... Um, Good news first, Robbie Yopes. You love the good news. I adore the good news. We have too much bad news. And this one, you were a teacher. This one, actually, Dave picked because we've got about 30 good news stories here because every day I look for them, we cut the audio, we stack them up, and then we kind of choose them according to who we might think, you uh, you know, like them. And Dave liked this. Mom cries tears of joy when teacher offers something very special to her daughter. There's two parts. Let's listen to part one, and then we'll just get into the whole, you know, giving to others, being kind to others others because this has taken over the top. It's a parent's biggest nightmare. There's nothing that you can imagine that's worse than the feeling when someone tells you that your child is critically ill um, and not knowing if your child's going to to live. Last October, Dina Carrion's daughter Lila was sent home from school after a spiked fever. Dina took Lila to urgent care. Soon after that, we were in an ambulance on our way to Children's Hospital, and the ambulance driver radioed in that he had a three-year-old in renal failure. Um, that was the first time that I knew that it was really serious. And they told us at that point that she might not make it. Lila got sick right before Halloween and fell into a coma soon after that. She woke up just before Thanksgiving and spent two months in the hospital. During that time, she had plasma and blood transfusions. She went through chemotherapy uh, and hemodialysis. Doctors told Dina Lila needed a kidney transplant. And in the meantime, Lila has to be on dialysis for 12 to 14 hours every day. 
The Carrions started a search for a donor. We had family and friends from California to Virginia and everywhere in between getting tested, and none of them were a match. Oh, boy. And this is a little one that's on, you know, uh, uh, dialysis. Like I can't daily. imagine. I can't imagine. I mean, you could barely oh. keep a kid that age still, but let alone to sit in a dialysis chair. Oh my exactly. goodness! And have all the little tubes and. Oh, I have a three-year-old too, and I can't tell you. It just things, stories like that just get right to me. It's heartbreaking, and and to, to not have, as you guys know, like as a parent, to not have any control over the health or making the child better but what's in and, and here they're you know not being able to find a match and so you're like okay my child is going to die so the teacher really loves this kid and i understand that she was getting some testing done and, and looking into this whole situation here we go little did the carrions know someone at lila's school was getting tested to find out if they were a match there was something inside me that i i just knew i just knew that we were going to be a match lila's teacher beth batista's test showed she was the perfect match and she wanted to surprise their family with the news so we set up a fake meeting saying that there was a new teacher starting a meeting that was normal so dina could train the new teacher about lila's medication or so she thought she was like well where's the new teacher and I said, well, actually, and then I, then I handed her the gift. Inside was a note. <gasps> you are? The note says, I may just be her teacher now, but soon a little piece of me will be with Lila forever. I'm Lila's kidney donor. No little kid should have to deal with that. A teacher giving a little girl hope for the future. There's no way that um, you can express with words the amount of gratitude that you have towards someone who gives you a gift like that. How do you thank someone for saving your child's life? All right, and the emotion in the background that you heard, and thank you, Jesus, that you're both crying because Beatrice always yes. says, you white girls cry too much whenever I cry because <laughs> I cry almost every time, you know, we it's have a story beautiful. like this. It's beautiful. I mean, how can you not? Well, as a teacher, Robbie, you, you know, you know the bond you get with your students. So imagine a little kid like this that you're seeing in well, such dire need of something that maybe you could give that's a big deal. Oh, absolutely. I taught mostly high school, and um, I just adored those kids. And, um, you know, I hope that I would have that courage. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. You don't know until you're in that moment. Sure. But this teacher is wonderful. And you do. There's a, such a bond between the teacher and the students, even the, the students that are uh, problems. Um, there's a bond there that you never forget. And, <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, and um, and I have a granddaughter named Delilah, Aww. who's three. Oh, so I'm really I'm really thinking to about the heart, her, huh? right? Yes. I mean, it's it's an amazing sacrifice, amazing gift. I think well, it's really interesting how she said that something just told her to do it. Very similar to what Delinda Ebling said when she donated her kidney. Yes. Something just told her, which yes. I think is crazy. Producer Steve, who works here. Uh, he'd said, yeah, I have a good news story. My wife didn't even know this guy, and she she heard that he needed a, uh, a kidney. And I'm like, what? She didn't know him? It was in, like, the church choir, right? And then she got so tested, cool. and she and now, of course, they're, 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 it's like they have brother and sister. Right. But at the time, she just felt God was calling her to give her kidney to him. And it's been all these years, and the guy's still alive, and uh, and she's doing well. So uh, I said to producer Steve, I'm like, how were you, were you worried about it, like her giving her kidney? Like, I'd be a little freaked out yeah, if my too. spouse said I'm giving my kidney. He goes, no, I knew, you know, it was the right thing to do. Ah. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, the flip side of that story is about receiving because we have such a hard time, you know, asking for help or reaching Always out. Always isn't that true? Yes. And when you receive something, such a great gift like that, uh, I mean, there's nothing you can do except thank and receive. 
Gratitude. Gratitude. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a great point. It's so hard to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to give, definitely. It is. Even easier. if it's a kidney. Yeah. One of my girlfriends is sick right now and she um, has cancer and uh, she needed a fund set up for, and she said, I can't, I can't ask people. So as her friends, we set up for, you know, it up because she didn't feel comfortable asking people to help her sure. buy groceries and pay rent while she's not working. Isn't that interesting that we have a hard time, even we when we do. know people love us and we know that they would help us. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. I'm just thinking about, you know, with my show, you know, I, I struggle to keep it going because I need to ask people to support the good news and become sponsors. So I'm trying to think of creative ways to keep it going. And I'm terrible about asking. Well, I'm, we're learning that, you know, with our ministry yes. and we're raising you, our own support. Cotton is Arms Ministry, Robbie and John Yopes, they help couples with their marriages. Exactly. And so um, we've been asking a lot. We have all these little meetings with families and, and Bible studies and churches. And um, every time, you know, John always says at the end, when we start talking about money, don't say anything <laughs> because <laughs> really? I will, I will jump in there and go, but you don't have to. Really? Oh, you don't, you probably don't even have any money. Oh, that's fine. And John's don't like, don't worry about it. I understand. Yes, exactly. No, I completely understand. Because it's so hard for me. And John's like, just be quiet. Yes. Don't you're, reject right up. Obeying oh, God by asking. Yes. And, and, and the people who say, no, we don't have anything against anybody because sometimes you just can't. I can't give to everything people ask me to, but it's so hard not to give them an out even before we tell them. I'm that's just true. like that. Mm-hmm. And my husband is so so not like that. And John's right now either. we need a car and he's just like, I'll deal with it. <laughs> you know? And with sales, I always like, don't worry about it if you can't. And I'm re- you know, I'd love it if you could support the good news, but if you can't do it, I, I, I completely understand. You know, when I'm during our early marriage, John got on me about this because I would come up to him and I'd say, okay, you don't have to, but I want to ask you about something oh, that, wow. and I would just him and haw and give him all the excuses. And he would say, can you just Ask me what it is you need. Yes. Donna, why do we do that? You work with women. What's our problem? Well, we're afraid of rejection, for Mm. one. We don't want to be rejected. And so we give that person an out, like, it's okay if you don't want to, rather than saying, hey, you know, the good news, it's a great ministry, and we are changing all these lives. Would you like to partner with us? And you you can help people save their marriage. Yeah. Yeah. You said that. I I want less. Can you write that down? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. I'm going to have her sell the good news next week. So, shh, don't tell her I'll ask her after the show. And I'll say, I understand if you can't do it. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to preface with that. I know. It's so ridiculous. Uh, All right. So I've got two other good news stories I want to share with you. I'll save the one that will really make you cry for the last. So uh, this Thanks. one is just I, I love it when people come up with unique ideas to bless others. There was one woman I interviewed years ago. Well, two that just come off the top of my head that really strike me. One was a kid who wanted to get, I think it was something to do with souls, S-O-L-E. He was helping kids get shoes, and he was 13. Now he's like 17 or 18, and he has a warehouse, and he gets donations, and thousands of kids he gets shoes now. And so I interviewed him, and he just touched my heart. He went to a homeless shelter. He was so sad that these kids would get, you know, used items uh, that donated to them. He said, well, why can't? They 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 deserve new they deserve new shoes and it, it made him cry to see these kids in the shelter not being treated like he was treated yeah and he started this wonderful charity and then a woman whose son um, had a disability 
and who would not leave the house unless he was a superhero. And so he would only leave the house in a cape. So she didn't know how to sew, and she taught herself how to do one thing. It was to make capes. Well, then other kids wanted these capes. And then she started making these capes for kids who were were fighting cancer and fighting other things. And so she said, Angie, I can't even sew. It's the only thing I know how to do. And she, so when they, when you have cancer and you're six, you feel like if you're Batman or Superman, you can fight the cancer Mm -hmm. when you have your superhero cape. I Uh, love that. Isn't that beautiful? That's fantastic. And so those are two that really struck me. Well, this is very interesting as well. This is one more that's here in Denver, Bedroom in a Bag. A woman who started bed, bed, Bedroom in a Bag, I think is what it's called. Um, and I interviewed her a couple of years ago. Think of five years of me doing good news stories. Yes. She felt that at homeless shelters, when kids left, they didn't have anything. And they would come to and leave the shelter with a garbage bag with their stuff and foster kids as well. And so... Um, she wanted them when they went into their new home to at least have a comforter and a pillow and a book and matching wow, what a things. Great you know, idea. Yeah, yeah. And um, and one boy was talking about how you know he was more worried about his mom and he'd never had a bed and he didn't want his mom to have to worry about all that. But he could put his comforter that's, that's and amazing. everything on the bed and have his little you Ugh. know bed bed in the bag. Bed in yes, the bag. That yeah, that is a great. I think idea. it's right here in Denver. You know, it's been years, but the, some of you know things that stick out in your mind is good news that really touch your heart, and that's what I thought of all of those cool stories when I found about this veteran Facebook quilting challenge. Take a listen. I have sewn my entire life, but never thought I would make a quilt. My daughter-in-law, Carly, was here, and she wanted to make a chevron quilt, and I said that would make a neat flag. I finished the top for the quilt. So I pulled it out to show it to her, and I said, well, while I've got it out, I'm going to put it on a few of the Facebook groups that I belong to. I joined several of them to pick up techniques for quilting. Within minutes of posting it, likes, comments, it just went crazy. I started getting people asking uh, where did I get the pattern, uh, how did I make it, would I share the pattern. It was just so overwhelming that I decided I had to do something with it. So what I did was I created the Facebook group and I told them they could have the pattern for free, but with a challenge. The challenge was that they had to make a quilt for a veteran and donate it to a veteran of their choice. My husband and I both are veterans and so, you know, it means a lot to us. Do you have some men and women that are veterans that don't have anybody? That's why the volunteers are so important to help cover everybody. People are posting not only this quilt, but other quilts that they have made. Welcome all quilts. Show all your patriotic quilts. Share your stories. There's a lot of pride there, you know, to be able to honor family members, and we can do something to show other people that we care. A lot of time and a lot of effort goes into making a quilt. You didn't run down to the department store and buy it. You know, it's, it's handmade. It's made with love. Made with love. How cool is that? Yes. That's incredible. That's and then in- to just make something from the heart. Not, you know, it's easy to run to the store and right. get something quick and patch I, it and say, Here I have you a go. couple of quilts that my aunt and mother made, and they're, they're heirlooms. Mm-hmm. So important. It's so cool to have a homemade quilt. I love it. Well, and I, and also sometimes God called, like you think you have certain gifts or don't have certain gifts, like the lady who makes the capes who couldn't sew, this lady too. 
you know, she didn't know how to do quilts. Right. And so how funny that sometimes God calls you to do something where you think, well, I can't do that. I don't, that's not my gift. Don't you know my gifts? Come on, you gave me my gifts. That's not my gift. Why are you asking me to do something that's not my gift? Or you think your gift's not important. I mean, that's, it's, you know, a a task that you've got to do, but it's just, it's nothing. You know, you're not on a stage. You're not with lights. I mean, you're just making a, a quilt by yourself. And that touched and reached so many people. And so if you think that what God's called you to do is small, he can use those small little things to do something great. He can use everything. Like Moses, yeah. Moses, um, you know, God said, go and and help my people get out of Egypt. Yeah, yeah. Or he could have said, Moses, go and make some quilts. And, Mo- and Moses would say the same answer. Right. Wait, who, who am I? Yeah. Who am I, I can't quilts. do this. Right. I can't do a quilt. Well, I think about the lady. She's 100 now. She wanted to make 1,000 dresses before she was 100. Every single day she makes a dress. And not just a dress. It's a dress with, like, the little brick bracket. In or one day? And little, yeah. She, she's 100 now. And she did reach 1,000 dresses. Wow. And she sends them to Africa. And she loves the idea that every one of these little girls who doesn't, you know, girls who don't have beautiful clothing, mm-hmm. each one has a unique dress with, like, green and checks and then a, a little, you know, cherry sewn on it. And then oh, little, incredible. you know, uh, yeah, a little How brick bracket. is that? Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Yes. Um, and there was a news story about her. That's how I found her. But um, I know what I've learned, the good news is the power of one. The, one person can make such a difference using that gift to touch other people. Mm-hmm. And this is a story about a 22-year-old, so already grown, asking, uh, uh, asking to be adopted. And so uh, the dad uh, that she wants to adopt her, who's helped raise her, he's a little taken aback. 22-year-old Gabby Guardado has a surprise for her stepfather. He's celebrating his 53rd birthday, and while he's not her biological father, who left when she was eight, David Lynn married her mother, and he's now the only man in the world she calls dad. He's a bit of a joker. There's a pen. I got a pen! But it's not a pen, or a watch, or even a tie. For his birthday, his adult stepdaughter is giving him adoption papers, legally making him the father he's always been. Do you know what that is? I adopted you. I want you to. You don't have to. You can say no, but I want you to adopt me. You've been my dad. I know legal papers don't change anything, but I appreciate it. She says she couldn't do this when she was younger. Her biological father said no, but love lives long and strong. And on Friday in Florida, Gabby Guardado becomes Gabby Lind. He burst into tears. He He burst into tears when she said, "Yeah." He burst into tears when she said, "Will you adopt me?" You could hear it, the emotion. Mm -hmm. And he said, "You have no idea what that means to me." Isn't that something? Um, I love that story. Oh, it's and it's such a, a moment that I bet she didn't know. It meant a lot to her, but I bet she didn't know how much it would mean to him. Yeah. My, uh, I have three stepdaughters and Noah, and uh, my middle stepdaughter had our first grandchild. So we went out there, and um, she was about to be due. And so we were talking, and she said to me, Robbie, you will never be a step-grandma. Oh. You will just be grandma. Love and it. I burst out crying. Oh, yeah. Did you? I'm going oh. to. It was such, a, it was such oh, an so honor. Beautiful. You never told me that. That's I so never, neat. I, we never raised them, you know, just on weekends, but we never really raised them. Mm-hmm. So I don't, we've never, they always call me step-mama. But they don't, they don't call me mom, and I love the name step-mama. But to have a granddaughter just say grandma, 
not step grandma. It was such a gift. Oh. So that guy, I mean, what a gift she gave him. She did give him a beautiful gift. That's and did you beautiful. notice how she prefaced, you don't have to. Yes. I was thinking of our previous oh, comp. Right. Yeah, I was like, so you don't right. have to. I'm like, no, girl, he has to. He's yeah. been your dad. Donna, tell everyone about your event and how they can uh, go to Overwhelmed Women's Conference. It's a beautiful event. Overwhelmed is November 5th from 8 to 2.30 at the Sheridan Denver Tech Center. And you can just go to Facebook and look up Overwhelmed Conference and register there. Perfect. And your website? is DonnaHetzler.com. And Robbie, your website for your marriage ministry? HotInHisArms.com. Wonderful. It was fun, ladies. Yes, thank you. you. We'll be right back. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, it's Angie with the good news. You've heard me say time and time again, the YMCA of the Rockies is my absolute favorite place in the world to take my family. And we have Lisa Newjar here with the YMCA of the Rockies. And Lisa, you have some fall specials? We do. We have a bunch of events coming up. We have a couple of fall fest weekends at both centers where you can come up and just take part in special fall themed events. Excellent. Your website? YMCARockies.org ymcarockies.org. Check it out. You won't regret it. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, She uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday, you offer for all of us. We can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to get to know you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better, the key to depression, the key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise. But not a lot of it, just six to 12 minutes a day. And so whether I'm working with Olympic athletes or professional athletes or mommies and daddies, people in their 50s, 60s, even 70s on these workouts on Saturday at 8.30, man, we have a great time. And it literally is a 12 minute workout. It's all it is. And it's easy stuff to do. You work at your own pace and you get amazing results. Yeah. So come to North Glen Saturdays. It's free. How do they reach you, Dr. Joe? Call my cell phone, 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011. Hey, it's Angie Austin. I'm here with my friend Francis Owens with ARC. And Francis, you and I have been friends a long time, and you and I both wanted to do something with our lives, with our careers that made a difference. I love ARC. I've gotten to know so many of the differently abled ambassadors through you. And it's shopping with a purpose. So when we shop there, the money actually goes to help the disabled community locally. And you need donations. We need donations all the time. And we are very, very happy to come pick them up. You can can easily call 303-238-JANE, which is 303-238-5263. We would love to come pick up anything. All of our sales go to help people with disabilities around the state. We raise funds for advocacy. Love it. And you can also, of course, drop things off, but they'll come and pick things up for free. And again, all the money stays locally to help the disabled community. And I love to shop there because I find great deals. You can find out more info as well at arcthrift.org. Thank you. Perfect. Yay! Welcome back to the good news. So excited to have my radio friend on the air. Arlene Pelicane is an author. She is a mom, a well-known speaker. You may have seen her on, oh, The Hour of Power, The 700 Club. Um, She's also been on several Christian shows in addition to radio um, I've heard you on Focus on the Family, and you've been on Focus on the Family several times, haven't you, Arlene? 
It has been a dream come true because I love Focus on the Family. I grew up listening to them, thinking, what do I do as a parent? And so for me to be on is amazing. So I think I've been on four times so far. That's wonderful. And I know you've flown out to Colorado where I'm based to do that. You're based out of San Diego and speak a lot. And uh, we've talked a lot about your book, The Happy Husband, and 31 Days to Becoming a Happy Mom. Are there other books that uh, you'd like to share with us as well? We've got Growing Up Social. That one's co-authored with Gary Chapman of the Five Love Languages, and that's about raising relational kids in a screen-driven world. And we also have 31 Days to Becoming a Happy Wife. If you just feel like, I'm not really loving this wife thing very much, it's just to help you kind of have that right perspective. And then also 31 Days to a Younger You. That was my first book, and I interviewed ladies 40 to 100 to find out, oh. like, how did how did you do that? So, Wait, we talk every week. How did I know not know about that uh, one? That's, that's my first one. That one came wow. out in 2010. So, yeah. Exciting. All right. Well, I want to get some of your background. I know you've got three kids like I do, and we've got kids that are sixth grade on down for you, mine yep. are fourth grade on down. So our kids are close in age. We're both married Christian moms, very involved in, you know, radio speaking, you're into the writing. How did this all get started? When did your passion for Christ start? Yeah, I started, I think, as a junior higher, you know, in elementary school. I was brought up going to Catholic church, and uh, my my mom was Catholic. My my uh, dad was Protestant, but he didn't. he's very sweet, so he didn't want to cause any problems. So if my mom wanted to go to Mass, he'd go to Mass. And my mom went to a Bible study that she thought was for kids, because she thought like, oh, that'd be cool for my little girl to learn the Bible. But it turned out that it was a Bible study for adults, and then the kids were the ones who played. And while she was there, she watched these women who, she loved God for sure, but she just didn't know you could read the Bible on your own. You could go to God on your own. You didn't have to always go to talk to your priest to get to God. She just did not understand that for herself. So when she saw these women talking to God and reading her Bible, that really awakened something, I think, in her very devout heart. And then later, a few years later, uh, there was a big church with lots of people in the parking lot. And my dad said, let's see what's going on there, you know. And so we visited, a bit, you know, in those days, it would have been a mega church. This is in the 80s, you know, 3,000 people. And uh, my parents loved it. And I guess as a kid, I, I don't remember this, but my parents will tell me, you said, can we please go back there? I love it there. And of course, as parents, yeah. they're always like, we want our kids to be happy. So yes. I came to know Christ at that church and grew very much in love with Christ in junior high and high school. And I remember going at you know summer camp and crying at the altar and saying, God, I want to love you all of my life. And I really wanted to dedicate myself to God. And in my mind, I thought, well, that must mean I'm going to become a missionary because people who love God become missionaries. (laughs) So I studied and kind of did intercultural studies. I tried linguistics. I was awful at it. And uh, in college, I I was at a missions conference and someone said something very helpful to me. They said, Arlene, when you go to the mission field, you do something that you love. You don't like become a doctor on the mission field if you wouldn't become a doctor in the United States, you know, and you don't become this teacher of English overseas if you wouldn't teach here. So find something you really like and then take it overseas. And so for me, that was, wow, I like speaking and I like writing. But when you're in college, what in the world do you speak and write about? I just knew that those were things that I enjoyed. So it led me to, I worked for college admissions at Biola University with international students. I did that for four years. And then I went to get my master's in journalism, dreaming of being, you know, the next Kathy Lee Gifford. I thought, I'm going to host a morning show. That would be fun. Let's dream big, you know. And well, I you interned. You certainly have the personality <laughs> for it. 
I interned at, at the local ABC station and realized, boy, I don't like this daily news thing at all. And I really enjoyed those feature stories and talking to people and et cetera. So that led me to work at the 700 Club. And I had a, a wonderful dream type of job where I got to interview people. My first interview was with a double amputee. And we went up a rock climbing wall. And she said, when I do that, I know I can do anything. And so that's the kind of thing I really love. Wow. But, you know, six, six months into my dream job of being this, you know, reporter, producer person, um, I got married and we moved. So <laughs> we moved away from that job and, and I kind of lost that job, but it was not a big deal because I found a husband and it was great. So that led us to Dallas, Texas. And to make a long story short, uh, I we moved closer to my family in San Diego. I looked for a job at Turning Point with David Jeremiah because I figured that is the kind of TV radio ministry I could really get behind. Yeah. The time that I called, they didn't have any job openings. And so I started teaching communication courses at a, at a local college. And then I was asked to interview Dr. David Jeremiah, who of course is the head of Turning Point, for an article about his bout with cancer. And during that interview for this local newspaper, he said to me, now you've worked at the 700 Club, haven't you? And I said, yes. He said, well, we are expanding and we're looking for TV people. And there we were just a year later. And he's like, you need to talk to my people. And I started working at Turning Point. So that was really a dream job. And for those of you who listen to Turning Point and David Jeremiah, just know you are in good hands because you're really? to learn the word of God and they are the real deal. So I had an awesome time there. And I would have, I'd still be there today if it wasn't for becoming a mom. When I became a mom, um, my husband and I had talked about that we'd like for me to come home. And so I was home with my firstborn and I was freelance writing still for Turning Point. But I still had that dream that had been there all the time to write and to speak. And so my husband and I go to a yearly conference. It's called Mastermind Summit. And there's people like Zig Ziglar and Neil Armstrong and Jim Rohn. That Didn't they just spoken. have that in California a little while ago? They have it every August at the convention okay, center. Okay, because uh, my uh, friend Jim Stovall, who joins us on the show a lot, he's a blind oh. author and speaker. Yeah. Yeah, he, he goes every year. and I'm That's like, amazing. So, I'm so jealous. How do you even get an it's invitation? It's fantastic. Yeah, it's from Buffini and Company, and, and he is a, a coach of realtors. And my husband has been um, coaching with him and now oh. is a realtor with them. So so it's it's like a business type of convention. But of yeah. course, you know, they kind of get first dibs of who's able to come. But then after right. that, friends and family can come. So they always have amazing cool. conferences. So every year you're making goals. So one goal, you know, with this new baby, this is 2004, I write this goal like, I'm going to come here next year with a manuscript, you know, <laughs> and yeah. I did. And it really, if it wasn't for that practice of going somewhere where you're challenged, yes, where you're seen like, goals. what can you do? Yeah, they push you, et cetera. So it was a combination of coming with a manuscript. And then um, I listened to Jack Canfield. He's the chicken soup for the soul author. Yeah, yeah. And one thing he said really helped me. He said, you know, you can always ask. And the worst thing they can say is no. People are just joining us. Arlene Pellicane. She has several books out now. She joins me weekly on my morning show, Daybreak USA. And she's one of my favorite guests. So Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, tells you, hey, if you don't ask someone that, you know, you admire for help or advice, they can't say yes or no. You have to at least ask. So you got up the guts to approach this author. That's right. So my heart's beating. I feel kind of sweaty. And I talk to her and I say, this is what I like to do. And to my total delight, she says, I mentor young writers like you, and I would love to take you under my wing. And why don't we have breakfast? And wow. from that relationship, that grew into a publishing 
uh, contract with Harvest House Publishers, my first book, 31 Days to a Younger You. And I'm ever always grateful for Pam Farrell. So as you see people who can go before you, who can help you, and then it's this beautiful thing where she also feels this like, okay, good. I pour into women and look, there's fruit. So it's such a neat relationship for both people, for both the mentor and for the person being mentored. And of course I'm the one on the bottom end. So I'm so ever so grateful. (laughs) So, so that's great. So I was able to start writing books and I think, you know, when you get there and you think this is what I want to do, but then it can be extremely intimidating. (laughs) Like now what do I do? Mm -hmm. And I remember I was a young, I still had a young baby. I was writing this book and I thought, what in the world have I gotten myself? into. I was up late one night and I couldn't go to sleep. And I thought, well, you know, this is, I guess it's funny. I thought, let me take one of my theology books from my old Bible class and just start reading through the Old Testament, you know, things and try to get restful, you know, in the sleep. Well, I opened the pages and it's this big, huge, thick book, but it says the editor was Rod Morris. And that was the editor assigned to me, to my book. And I thought to myself, my goodness, of all the books for me to pick out tonight and for all the editors to be there, it was his name. And it was God's way of showing me, I'm go before you. And even though these things seem impossible to you or difficult or challenging to you, keep going. You know, it's going to be okay. You know, I just heard a sermon this Sunday about not being mediocre. And none of us make this goal and dream of like, I want to live and let me be a mediocre broadcaster. Let me be a mediocre mom. I'd love that. But as we look around, we see a lot of mediocre marriages, a lot of mediocre relationships with their kids, et cetera. And so that's my heart is to help people not have that mediocre. And my pastor talked about how mediocre, the most literal meaning of it is halfway up the mountain and talking about how it's okay to be halfway up the mountain as long as you keep going. But when you're halfway up the mountain and you stop and you're like, this is good enough. That's mediocre. Like you never got there. You just settled mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so that's my heart for parents and for marriages to say, well, don't just stop there <laughs> at the right. halfway mark. Like keep prodding along and keep doing it because there's a great view at the top. Like keep going, keep learning, keep growing. I love these ladies. You know, I have this one book, 31 Days to a Happy Husband. And when I'm speaking and it's at the back of the room, you'll hear funny comments, right? Like sometimes the ladies will say, well, I've been married 15 years. And if he ain't happy by now, he's never going to be happy. You know, that's, that's mediocre. They settled right there halfway, but I'll have another woman come and she'll say, oh, I've been married for 48 years and there's always something new to learn. Let me buy your book, sweetie, you know, and that's someone who's going to keep going up the mountain. And so I really want to encourage people, don't stop halfway, just keep going. And, you know, it, you're, let's be honest, we get tired. You know, I've got three kids that get up yeah. at, you know, 3, 3.30 in the morning, and my husband has a startup, so I do the sports, and I wow. do the homework, and I do the dentist, and uh, it's exhausting. Right now, I'm yeah. doing three jobs. I do two radio shows, and I've yeah. got some TV work I've been doing, and so I speak. So right. I'll be honest with you, you get tired, and so you yes. don't know how to go up further than halfway. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be the kind of thing where you reevaluate and you say, how, how long can I sustain this? Right. And then with our spare time, what can I do that really rejuvenates me? And then with your situation and many women and men listening, they're so, have so many hours that have to go into the work. So then how do you make those hours at home count, count. more? Yeah. And that's where the growing up social comes into place. So I put the screens down. Like if you've got two precious hours with your children 
don't use it with you checking on social media and your kids playing video games, you know, because everyone's quiet. Just right. make sure you're doing something proactive so that you're actually connecting and having fun together. And Arlene Pellicane, again, uh, 31 days to becoming a happy mom, 31 days to a younger you, uh, to be a happy husband, to becoming a happy wife, and then, as you mentioned, growing up social. So you become this author. You wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. You went for it. You talked to Jack Canfield. Then you talked to an author that you really admired. Then what? You know, it's been, it, it builds, and it's wonderful. It's the compound effect, as Darren Hardy writes about from uh, Success Magazine. But it's this idea that you just do the same behaviors over time, and in time, they build on each other. So, you know, it's that weekly blog post. It's a monthly podcast. It's speaking twice a year, and then three times a year, and then now up to 30 times a year. So it's just, it just is this building. And God's been so kind to, like, every year there's kind of this something new, you know, and, but it, it doesn't overwhelm. It's not like I went from zero to a hundred over one year. So mm-hmm. that's been really great. So the idea is I've pretty much been writing a book a year since I started. And then my speaking has been picking up and then the radio and TV is always really fun. We, we had the opportunity to go on the today show with 31 days to becoming a happy wife. And that was really fun. My publicist called me late on a Wednesday night and said, Arlene, you won't believe this. <laughs> the today show would like you to come, but only if your husband comes and verifies that you really are a happy wife. <laughs> And they want to see, they want to see video of James. And it was just like video of my husband. And so he had this YouTube video of a how-to of him making kettle corn. Mm -hmm. And so we, that's what we showed him and that did it. So James's kettle corn got us on the Today Show, you know. So that that was a thrill to be able to, to be on national TV like that and tell people, you know what, marriage can be really fun. And, and that was fun. And Kathy Lee Gifford even asked us, now you believe that God really helps you in your marriage, don't you? I mean, she just asked us. And we said, yes, we do. We believe that God, when you put God at the center of your marriage, you know, he does help you and he gives you peace where you normally would. I can't remember exactly what I said, but you know, the things he does for you that you can't do on your own. And that was a neat opportunity to share that on national TV as well. Wow. That is so cool. All right. So what's next? You're a mom. You're busy. I mean, it does get more complicated as we get Mm -hmm. more successful when we're trying to raise kids. And I'm like you. I mean, my kid time is priority time. I look them eye to eye and I don't mess around with that time. I really try to take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, I'm in a really sweet spot with my marriage, which is wonderful. We're 17 years married. And we just recently on our anniversary, which was in January, we watched these videos of ourselves when we were dating. I kind of knew that I wanted to marry him. so And I figured this is going really well. So I started taking videos of us. Hilarious. talking to the video camera, like making commentary about what we've done that evening or whatever. And we were so schmoopy, like we're just like glued to each other. And we had these looks of love for each other. I mean, it was so funny. We were like in hysterics, like we looked like that, you know, but what it has done is it's put this sweetness back in, like we're those same people, like that's still us. Yeah. You know, we've matured, but those people, they are us. So it's, it's brought this sweetness to like, I have to be intimate with my husband to, I get to to do that. That's fun. You know, and obviously as busy moms and women and blah, blah, we can try, we can turn that corner and be like, Oh no, another thing to my to-do list, but let that sweetness return to your marriage. So that's been really sweet. And then I've got, my son's going to be going into junior high. So it's that whole navigating the middle school years coming up, goes to public school. Uh, and then, uh, I'm thinking I'm kind of percolating on other, other book ideas and then speaking opportunities as they come. And we're going on a marriage cruise actually in May. So you, you are invited. Your listeners are invited May 15th through the 22nd. And you go to cruise to a happy marriage.com 
cruise to a happy marriage.com. And that's going to be fun. That's going to be our first marriage cruise, our first cruise ever. And James and I will be speaking along with other speakers. And it's really to help people love each other in this beautiful setting on the Royal Caribbean, leaving from Galveston, Texas, and going to uh, Grand Cayman, Cozumel, and Jamaica. So join well, us. That is exciting. I know. A marriage cruise, cruise to a happy marriage.com. Yeah, you leave bitter and come back. Yeah. Tan and happy. Tan and happy with your spouse. I with love a recommitment that. to one another. It starts yes. at $7.90 um, per person for the state, the interior stateroom. So it's not a terrible deal for for one yeah. for one week. Yeah. Love that. All right. So I'd love to have you come back on the good news more regularly because I love the idea of you know, raising kids who are well-adjusted, having happy marriages, appreciating our spouses, and, you know, getting along with each other, really cherishing this family time that we're blessed to have right now, rather than looking um, at a lot of these things we have to do as a burden or a chore. Yes, that's right. Yeah. If we can reclaim that gratitude, it's it makes a big difference. Arlene Pelican here on Focus on the Family. She's been on the Today Show, um, numerous shows, and you can find her now at ArlenePelican.com. That's where I've been looking at all your books. Thank you, Angie. It's been so fun to talk to you today. Fun to, uh, too. And I, by the way, you haven't sent me 31 days to a younger you. I love the no surgery, no diets, no kidding. Hello. Yeah, we'll send that on. It'll be on its way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Arlene. You're okay. the best. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. When going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arve at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, he will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give him a call at 303-457-8080, 303-457-8080 or spinegeek.com. Maximize living. Adjustments for life. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. Here's some good news. Bring the whole family to the 14th annual Harvest Farm Fall Festival and Corn Maze for a true farm experience. My kids love this thing. A 10-acre corn maze, corn cannons. Hello, corn cannons. How fun is that? Yard games, natural play areas, a petting zoo, pig races. Oh, yeah. A hay wagon (laughs) with hay wagon rides and much, much more. Sounds like a blast, doesn't it? Open weekends, October 1st through the 30th. Also open on Fridays as well, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Again, October 1st through the 30th. So come on out and check us out. Kids are $13, but children under three are free. And then adults, $15. And this goes to a great cause, the Denver Rescue Mission's Long-Term Rehab and Transitional Living Program. They are helping put this together. And so this benefits the Denver Rescue Mission. Hey, fun and a good cause. You can't beat that. Go to DenverRescueMission.org for more info. 
Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shine. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. I like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. Well, the good news is, of course, it's October, and that's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, as many of us know. So let's get more aware right now with Denise Albert and Melissa Musen-Gerstein. They are the co-founders of the Moms Multimedia Company. Hello, ladies. Hi, how are you? I am well, and I want to start with the topic of the Warriors in Pink. Uh, what are you, and how did you get involved and become a Warrior in Pink? Well, thank you so much. So our company, the Moms, became involved in Ford's Warriors in Pink program because breast cancer hits so close to home. For both of us, um, me in particular, I'm in the middle of my treatment, actually, for breast cancer. Oh, and so. Goodness. I've been sharing my story very publicly, and we found that sharing our stories is so helpful to other people. And so together with Warriors in Pink, we want to raise awareness about the power of more good days and to inspire others to make a difference. Um, And so through Warriors in Pink and FordCares.com, there are so many free services available for people to go online, check out, and offer to their friends and family who, who need help. And there's There's things like a meal train, which is an online platform for organizing meal deliveries, which is so helpful uh, for somebody, especially like me, who who doesn't cook. So to have your friends be able to to organize that for you is so helpful. And there's Green Chef, which is the first uh, leading USDA certified organic meal kit delivery company. And they're delivering a thousand organic meal kits to breast cancer patients and caregivers. And there's Cleaning for a Reason, which is a nonprofit organization that provides free home cleanings to patients undergoing treatment, which is so helpful because I don't know anybody who feels great during treatment. So it's really amazing to have these these free services provided by Warriors in Pink. I'm, I'm writing them down because I have a friend who's in the middle of treatment as well. And I think people think, oh, you know, people, they have insurance, so they have a family, you know, network. They have friends who can help. Oh, hello. Like, my girlfriend's single. She's a nurse, so she can't work right now. And how is she supposed to buy groceries for several months when she doesn't have any income? You know, I mean, she has savings, but you can drain your savings completely. And I love that meal train because so many times, as you both know, people will be like, oh, if you need anything, let me know. I'm too stinking sick to let you know. Just sign up and make me a meal. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people aren't going to call you and say, could you walk my dog and could you make me a lasagna? You know, but if it's on meal train, then you don't have to ask your friends set it up for you. And then they know your favorite foods. They know what to make. They know where to deliver it. And and they can communicate with each other and say, I'm bringing it on Tuesday. Who's bringing it on Wednesday? That's exactly right. And it's such an important point, especially because while you are sick, you know, people do say to you and they said to me all the time, what can I do? What can I do? And the truth is, it's hard to tell people what to do. And then my friends all of a sudden just started ordering meals 
emails and having them delivered. And, you know, you don't want to ask for certain things. And it was the most helpful things. Like I said, I don't cook and I certainly didn't feel well enough to start. And so have my friends just just do these things was is truly incredible. So it's we're so proud to be uh, working with Warriors in Pink to help bring more good days to other women going through breast cancer. Well, I love that theme, too, of a more good days and the days that you are you know, even going through treatment to make them as good as possible as well. Uh, so what do you want people to walk away with after they listen to you know, your involvement with uh, the moms in Warriors in Pink and also your personal journey? Well, we want people to for sure visit FordCares.com so that you can really see all of the wonderful things they're doing and all of the programs right there firsthand. Warriors in Pink, as you know, is Ford Motor Company's initiative. And after 22 years in the fight, they have dedicated more than $130 million to research, education, and patient resources. And again, we're talking about those patient resources today. And my mom is a survivor. My sister just went through breast cancer. And if I had really known about these programs, I think it would have been a game changer oh, yeah. for her day-to-day life as she was fighting because there were days where her dishes were stacking up and her house was a mess and she had two daughters and they were wearing, I mean, literally the things they wore yesterday to school. And so we were all jumping in, but at the same time, everyone else's lives are going on. So you have to have these resources and programs and they're just fantastic and they're so easily accessible and they're free. So again, if you go to FordCares.com, it's a no brainer on my end. Excellent. Okay, FordCares.com. And thank you, ladies, so much. What a great segment. Thank you for all you're doing for others. Thank you, and good luck to your friends. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.